Hello online world, this is Off the Record with Migs Bustos. Actually, this is an original podcast exclusive, Spotify Spotify exclusive. Uh, our topic for today is hashtag the last dance as we tape this uh, interview. Uh, marami nang nakapanood hopefully sa inyo and today I am joined by my good friend, uh, of course one of the biggest Jordan fans arguably in the sports world. Anton Rojas. Anton, I know you watched the first two episodes. Anong masasabi mo? I was blown away. Um, growing up, I idolized Michael Jordan. I read numerous books about him. So I would have an idea of what kind of person he was because obviously I marveled at the player but I wanted to get to know the person. And just when we thought we've seen and heard everything about MJ, ESPN comes out with this The Last Dance documentary. And we got a taste of it today. The world was watching. And two episodes, Migs, were not enough. And I can't wait for the next four weeks. Not on my favorite part, at least for episode one, was the winning shot no 82 championship game right uh i don't know i don't know you can agree with me or not but siguro yung famous clip lang nakita natin anton you know when you play 2k and you have that camera angle na parang naka press box or mm-hmm. parang broadcast the winning shot but i've never seen it in a way that on the angle, yung parang sa backside ni Michael, when he took that jump. Yeah, yeah um, what stood out to me was the fact that the shot was for Michael Jordan. I mean, the best player on that team, well, of course, Michael Jordan would say it was him, but if you are taking it for the from the uh, perspective of Dean Smith, you would say that the best player was James Worthy. But the thing was, James Worthy was on the other side of the court. And he was used as a decoy. And Dean Smith said that Michael would be open for the shot. And he told him that when you're open, take the shot. You will have a shot. And they ran the play to perfection. They swung the ball to the right side. And then, lo and behold, the defense moved towards that side because James Worthy was there. They reversed the ball to where Michael was. And there it was. Just like Dean Smith said, he would have the shot. He had the shot. He took the shot. And his life changed after that. He became Michael Jordan after being Mike Jordan. I got a few laughs when uh, I heard the soundbite of James Worthy when Jordan came in first in North Carolina. And he said, you know, um, I, I know, I know, I know I was better than him. But that only would last for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I got a good laugh out of that too. And, and the thing is, the players, I mean, all these players, they're competitive. But when it comes to Michael Jordan, they are willingly conceding that Michael Jordan is better than them. Larry Bird said he was God disguised as Michael Jordan. Magic Johnson also said during the second episode, I believe, that. Michael Jordan is the most talented player in the NBA. So you have all these great names conceding to the fact that Michael Jordan was better than them. And that's rare. And that says a lot about the greatness of MJ. 
Yeah. You know, I like how Anton, the, di ba nga nung Hall of Fame speech ni Jordan, it was kind of, parang mixed reviews eh. Di ba? Nung Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just, I don't know, maybe stemming back from his competitive nature. Kaya naging yeah. yung siguro attitude niya with towards everybody. Parang ganun. Yeah, makes the thing is a lot of people weren't happy with that speech during the Hall of Fame. Majority of the people that I've listened to with regards to their comments about Michael Jordan's speech, they put MJ in a negative light. They didn't like what he said. They said he was arrogant. They said that he belittled certain people, just like Leroy Smith, just like Jerry Krause. But to me, that's just Michael Jordan. Greatness has a price. And if you want to be great, there are some people that you're going to have to overtake or go up against. And those were the people that Jordan saw as obstacles. Leroy Smith and then Jerry Krause, who a lot of people had problems with, just Michael Jordan. So to me, I didn't have any problem mixed with that Hall of Fame induction speech. In fact, I have it on my phone. I watch it numerous times randomly, like during flights. Uh, while I'm waiting, I watch that speech over and over again. It's one of my favorites. And personally, I knew who MJ was based on the books, based on how I watch him. So I knew that he was a very competitive guy and I didn't have a problem with anything that he said during that speech. And it was just really about his family, Rene. No? Like his older brother, he was considered the better player. And then he won yeah. approval, some of approval from his dad. So most of the time, di ba, Anton, like with us in life, we are because of what develops at home. Yeah, true. I mean, we are a product of the environment that we grew up in. We are a product of the people who molded us into who we are today. Without them, we wouldn't be who we are because these people, they challenge us, they nurture us, they teach us things that we learn from. And the end product is who we are. And that's who Michael Jordan became. He had very hardworking parents, his dad, his mom, Dolores, and then his brother, Larry, who he described as uh, big things come in small packages because he was a small guy, mm-hmm. uh, smaller than, than, than Michael, but he would fight him every day. And if Larry wasn't there, Michael Jordan wouldn't be Michael Jordan because Larry was the first obstacle in fact, the reason why Jordan wears 23 was because of his brother, Larry. Larry wore 45. And to MJ, Larry was his idol. He said that if I can just be half as good as my brother, then I can be somebody better than average. So he, he, he rounded off um, 45, and the number that you get is 22.5, right? But obviously, you can't wear 22.5, so you round that up, it's 23. That's the story of why Jordan wears 23. It's because of his brother, Larry. Wow. So for the benefit of our viewers, nung nag-45 siya, Anton, when he came back, that was the reason. Yeah. 96? Yeah. That, that's, his, that's his brother's number, Larry. 45. Galing, galing, galing. And, uh, wow. Um, so many details, no, Anton? Parang ang galing on how the storytelling was done. Did go first to the coming into the ninety, yung ninety seven, yung ninety seven na championship uh, ceremony, ring ceremony. Then they would go back, etc. Ako personally, like you know, parang 
maganda siya in a way that you'd appreciate this is because of that. Parang ganun. Yeah, I think it's the culmination of the five years, the five championships that they won. But it was also a story in itself. That's why the documentary was called The Last Dance because they knew it would be the last time that they would be together. And I think all of us have our trials and tribulations. And in life, we have these villains. And in these villains help us become who we are. And, and the villain in this story was obviously the, the GM of the Bulls, Jerry Krause. Um, he was trending, Mix, <laughs> today because uh, a lot of people see him now as the guy that broke the Bulls dynasty apart. Yeah. Actually, Anton, I got to read ano, 11 Rings by Phil Jackson. Yeah. So the book. So, good book. Yeah, it's a good book, diba? So majority ng content nun was from him as a player and then him starting out as a coach then eventually yeah. Lakers Kobe na. No, but then I, coming into this last dance, medyo may idea na ako eh on mm. It Will Run. Diba? Maganda nga na 10 na multiple part. 10 parts, diba? 10 parts? Yeah, 10 parts. 10 parts. So at least you would... 10 episodes. Yeah. So you can get like an angle on what is it like per parang parang era of of the Bulls and Michael Jordan. And, you know, yun nga eh, well, we're not in, di, wala naman tayo sa Chicago noon, or like we were younger then. No, but then, Phil Jackson would always tell, no, in the in the book, that Jerry Krause was the biggest, ano talaga, biggest obstacle for them. So when it was put in video form, para mas na-appreciate ko, mas na-appreciate ko na para, ha, okay, so that's how Phil Jackson was telling it in his book. At the same time, I didn't realize how short Jerry Krause was. And then, diba, there was... <laughs> yeah. They were open yeah. talking him. Yung bastusan, yeah. bastusan, uh, or borderline bastusan. Migs, may mga tao naman na ganyan eh, na minamak natin, diba? Kahit sa mga grupo-grupo, there is always the guy who is the butt of all jokes. And Jerry Krause was that guy for the Bulls. But the thing is, he was a guy who was in power. And it's rare that, you know, you have this guy who's in power and he's the butt of all jokes. You should be afraid to say anything wrong to that guy. Yet, you saw Scottie Pippen berating him. You saw Michael Jordan joking around with him saying, you want to shoot layups with us? They didn't respect this guy. Yeah. yung rim para makalayup. Grabe. Diba? Hindi, pero this is this is what this is what kind of um, made me think about Jerry Krause. Na maybe he was just misunderstood, and maybe he's not really a bad guy, because he was saying that one of the reporters misquoted him. There was there was a quote that allegedly Jerry Krause said that organizations win championships, not the players. Yep. Even Jordan said it in his Hall of Fame enshrinement speech. But Jerry Krause said his actual quote was, organizations win championships or players, players win championships, but not alone. Uh, there was a word alone. You, you saw that part. Yes. There was a part that, that he said they left the word alone out. Yeah. When you put that one word in the quote, he, that's when you realize that Jerry Krause did not say it was just the organization 
that, that won the championship. He said organization is one of the parts of a championship team. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think that maybe he was misunderstood and, and that's, that, that, that did not help him at all. Sabi nga rin ni Phil Jackson dun sa book, if I remember it correctly, he, he spent most of his career not trying to prove himself. Diba? Na lagi nang sinasabi, we can win a championship without Jordan and Pippen. We can do this, we can do that. Kasi parang in their impression na ako naman ang gumawa nito eh. I assembled this. So without me, we won't, this won't be all happening. So I think with that kind of, diba, ako feel ko, ang analysis ko rin doon, meron siyang Napoleon complex eh. Diba? Maybe he had struggles also growing up and then when he got this position, he was trying to prove everybody else that he can do a better job since the 80s. And yeah. y- yun yung feeling kung hindi talaga sila nagkaintindihan through the years mm-hmm. because he has this, you know, from that impression, he has this strong demeanor that he has to be in control, yeah. be in power. And transitioning to Scotty Pippen's contract that he was not you know, he didn't renegotiate. He felt like he was not, you know, taken care of. And, you know, all, all those things that extend na lang all throughout. But yeah, Scotty Pippen, di ba, Anton? Parang, if you were him back then, you would kind of understand also. In 1991, $18 million was not a joke. And yeah. he, coming from, coming from, uh, di ba, not well of family. He had to be safe. He had to be sure. Pero ang hassle dun, yung pinakamagaling niyang era, yung non-negotiable part ng contract, was within 91 to 98. All the ring, yeah. the time that he could have negotiated, wala na, di ba? I, I, I think it's also partly because Jerry Krause is also a businessman. He feels like he got a great deal out of Scottie Pippen. Oh, yeah. And Scottie Pippen obviously felt that he was shortchanged because he saw that he was 122nd on the list of highest paid NBA players. I mean, Scottie Pippen, greatest number two player of all time, and you're not even in the top 100 of the salaries in the NBA. So obviously that's very disrespectful. He felt he was shortchanged. Jerry Cross felt like he got a huge discount having Scottie Pippen there. So as a businessman, you feel like, wow, I got a great deal. But from Scottie's standpoint, you feel like, you gave your blood, sweat, and tears to this organization. The city loves me. The city respects me. And you're not repaying me for my loyalty. And we see that a lot of times in life. And people have disagreements because of those types of situations. Well, because in 1991, if we, we would just okay, analyze that a little bit, championship no ng Bulls. He was just only mm-hmm. three years in the league. And maybe back then, I mean, we don't see seven-year contracts now, diba? Maybe back yeah. then, good deal for him. And looking forward... Players are a lot smarter now. <laughs> so, parang isipin mo rin eh, in this position, yun nga lang talaga, ang masakit dun. Masama yung lobby Scottie Pippen before was like, he, hindi nagkaroon ng re- renegotiation. Diba, sabi mm. ni Ryan Storff na parang, once you sign those papers, it's a done deal. Yeah. Back to my office and... Yeah. Re- Spoken like a like a businessman. <laughs> yeah. Eh, wala eh, di ba? I mean, if you go black and white, that's how it was eh. You're expected to give your all with your contract. Nagkataon na everybody had renegotiations, recontracts. Jordan had the yeah. contract. Eh, that's how it was. 
Yeah, but I mean, if, if you're Jerry Krause and you value loyalty and that, you have respect for a certain player, you would have given him a deal. You would have said, hey, Scotty, you helped us win five championships. I'll reward you for that. Yeah, go but on. sadly, we don't, we don't have a lot of that stuff even today. So those are the problems that not only people in the Bulls deal with, but people in all aspects of life. And that's just one example of where business is more important than loyalty yeah. and success. I like, uh, I like how Jordan kept on mentioning. It, it uh, appeared uh, a couple of times, I think in the first episode, na, yung afternoon 97 championship, yeah. press con, di ba? Na if you say organizations win championships, you have to give credit for the people who laid the groundwork. Yeah. And he said the players. He said the players are the most important part of the championship, which I agree. I agree 100%. Like I'm with Jordan in that argument. Like Jerry Krause says, organizations win championships, but not alone. Not alone. I'm I'm going to include that alone word that he said was was omitted from his actual quote. But you have to. But 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 you don't you don't just mention the organizations. You have to put the spotlight on the players because it's the players who are sacrificing their bodies on the court and they're the ones actually playing. And that's exactly what Jordan said during his enshrinement speech. He didn't see organizations playing with the flu in Utah. Mm -hmm. So, so it's, it, it, in essence, it's the players who win the championship, not the organization. The organizations have something to do with it, but it's the players who have to go out there and play. Well, last point, Anton. It's it's funny uh, on well, ako at least uh, personally, and maybe most of basketball fans who watched it. Yung ano yung road to the playoffs ng '86, nung when yeah. Joe broke his foot, there was minutes minutes restriction, <laughs> de ba? Uh-huh. Albeck said na nako Jordan, if I fire ako, if I put you in further, and then buti lang John Paxson won the shot. Parang yeah. And it's it's like a subtle way of saying that nilalag din naman to eh. Di ba? Mm-hmm. I mean, we just want to go to the lottery but then no, Jordan, Jordan parang Jordan was so frustrated. Buti lang John Paxson made the game winner. And then eventually 49 and 63 happened. Yeah. Um, that was very telling. That shot by John Paxson told us that the players were on Jordan's side and not Jerry Krause's side. Because if the players were on Jerry Krause's side, they would have lost the game. Hindi nila gagalingan. Because, because if they lost that game, they would have been they would have had a top seven pick. Yeah. Any any pick in the top seven if they lost. But since they won, that means that they were on Jordan's side. Jordan's competitiveness rubbed off on them. So and they locked Jerry Krause out of the dugout after that game. Hindi, hindi nila pinapasok si Jerry Krause. Remember when, when, when uh, I think it was uh, Coach Stan? What, was it Coach Stan? Yeah. Uh, the coach during that game, uh, he said, if I put you in, MJ, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to lose my job. Yeah. <laughs> even after the game, they shut Jerry Krause out. So, I mean, can you imagine, even before the six championships, Jerry Krause was already a problem yeah. for the Chicago Bulls? It just wasn't ex- crazy how it's crazy how they let that one linger for so long. Anton, it wasn't explained further why, diba? I mean, would you have, mm-hmm. it, ano, parang uh, 
I don't I didn't read about it the, when they locked Jerry Krause. Yeah. Uh, would you know yeah, because, on what happened? Yeah, the, the reason why they locked him out was because they knew that Jerry Krause was going to tell them, why did you win the game? <laughs> the reason, we're, we're supposed to go to the lottery. We're supposed to try to get a top seven pick. Oh, if we lost that game, we would have a great chance. It's, it's tanking. It's like tanking. Jerry Krause wanted to tank, but Jordan wanted to win. He wanted to go to the playoffs. Yep. And, and that's where the relationship deteriorated because you have a very competitive guy in Michael Jordan who wanted to keep the energy going in Chicago and then you have another guy who's thinking about I want to build a super team I want to draft all these great players I want to build through the, the draft the organization is going to build this great team that's what that's what his mindset was but Jordan's mindset was was no we're going to win with what we have right now and that's where the relationship had its conflicts because it was two competitive people with two different beliefs on how to win. Yeah. And uh, two years back, the 84 na drafts in Jordan, it just wasn't, ano, Antone, it just wasn't explained no, thoroughly in the documentary. But maybe for, for us, our generation, the younger generation, back at third year, si Jordan. Well, kasi, like, for, the, for, for our viewers, uh-huh. I also read this in, uh, in, Phil Jackson's book that back then in the 80s, big man talaga ang uso. Number yeah. was Hakeem Olajuwon because they wanted to partner him with Ralph Sampson. Eh, meron na yes. Exler. Sinabi naman sa doki yun eh. And Sampson yeah. was a promising center that time. Maraming ang argument, di ba, Anton? What if Portland drafted Michael Jordan instead of Sam Bowie? Well, Bowie was a bust. Di ba? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he, honestly, I think what was supposed to happen, happened. Because Olajuwon was supremely talented and his two championships in Houston, when Jordan left, validated his talent. And it was explained in the documentary that Portland, and you mentioned it too just moments ago, they had Clyde Drexler. And I don't think it would have been a good fit. Jordan and Drexler, they played pretty much the same during that time of Obviously, Jordan evolved and worked on his fadeaway, worked on his body, worked on his post moves. But during that time, when Jordan was on the come up, he had pretty much the same game as Clyde Drexler. So they didn't need him. So it was the perfect spot at number three for Jordan to land. And it turned out to be the move that turned the franchise around. Oh, well, it was a fun afternoon for me, Anton. I watched it back to. Next week ulit. So, Manila time. That is April 27. So, what can we expect sa episode 3 and 4? Would you know? I think episode 3 is going to start off with the number 3 guy on the last dance. The worm, Dennis Rodman. What's up? <laughs> As he uh, mentioned uh, during his introductory um, interview earlier, I think it's going to start off with that the value of Dennis Rodman will be emphasized because during that last dance, Scottie Pippen was injured. Uh, he delayed his surgery. So Dennis Rodman was a huge part of, of the last dance. And then after that, the bad boys. I think episode four will focus on Isaiah Thomas and the bad boys because they were a huge obstacle uh, for Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls to uh, rise to prominence. But you know, I just, I, I just want to say this, Migs, because uh, I, I want to share my biggest takeaway from the first two episodes. And it was 
nakita mo ba Migs nung tumawa ng malakas si Jordan? Remember that part earlier? He laughed loud when when they mentioned the cocaine circus. Did you see that? Uh, oh my god, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nakita mo ba? Diba, diba as in tumawa talaga siya, he really, he, he clapped his hands and he he laughed. Yeah. And, and to me, that was the most important thing that I saw in in the first two episodes because Jordan he was left he was a rookie and he was left out by his team like the entire team left him out he didn't know where they were he was knocking on the hotel rooms until he finally found them all together in one room there was drugs all over the place there was weed there was women and what did Jordan say he said I'm out I don't want to be a part of this mm-hmm. and to me that's a huge lesson that anybody can learn in life because oftentimes we get sucked into bad vices because of peer pressure. But that moment of Jordan reminds all of us to be the better man. Let's not conform to certain rules or certain standards just because it's what society welcomes. Let's do what's right. And I think when you do what's right, it can lead to great things. And to me, that was the most, that was the most important learning that I saw from the first two episodes of The Last Dance. And yeah, uh, actually, nagkaroon ng notorious reputa- reputation ng NBA in the 80s for, you know, in that kind of light. And it, it's, it's good with what you said, Anton, that uh, Jordan actually kind of revolutionized that. Na galing eh, di ba? Ball is life. I'm just gonna hoop. Wala akong pakijan. I'm not gonna be peer pressured. And, uh, you know, eventually we know now the NBA, how is it today? Also, of course, with Michael Jordan. So, The Last Dance, episode one and two was uh, April 20. We enjoyed the first two episodes. And then the next two episodes will be on uh, April 27, Manila time, 3.01 p.m. Buti na lang, Anton, lumabas sa atin sa Netflix Philippines. All right. So, yep. on last thoughts on uh, on this in, on this whole series? Be the better man. I can't stress that enough because when you make the right choice, no matter what anybody says, even if you're left out of the group, even if you're by yourself on an island, as long as you know in your heart that you're doing what's right, it could lead to something great. And to me, that was one of the biggest decisions in the life of Michael Jordan. And it led him to be who he is today, in my mind, the greatest of all time. Migs, I only believe in one God. But honestly, in my life, I worship two gods. And the other one's name is Michael Jordan. (laughs) And I say that with all honesty in my heart. Well, he's not just the greatest of all time. He is the god of basketball. There you have it, instant Analysis, instant reaction to the first two episodes of Hashtag The Last Dance. This has been Off The Record with Mix Bustos with Mr. Pure Business, Anton Rojas. And uh, guys, we'll see you. We'll hear you guys the next episode.